At a bar. I mean, we're blessed, Gary. We're honestly blessed. You know, we're talking some Sabres and Leafs today, and you can't get any better than that. Hey, listen, if I, if I want to say to you something about your career, obviously you're drafted by Buffalo. you got a game. A lot of yes. people can't say that. Even, even Wayne Cowley can't because you've got only 57 minutes. That's right. I guess technically that's a game. Yeah. Is it a game for a goalie? Yep. How does it work for a goalie? As long as you play over half the game. All right. I had to go through this with Ayers the other day, the emergency goalie. <laughs> All right. So, listen, you played in the OHL also, of course. You played in the AIHL, or AIHL, sorry. And then the EIHL, which is the English Ice Hockey League. And, of course, you played in the Liga North American to Hockey. Yeah. No, Hockey. Hockey. Can you speak French? It puts it both. Uh, All right, so let's talk about your experience in the Buffalo Sabres organization before we actually talk about the game that's going to happen tonight. Uh, obviously, you were there for a short period of time, but you got to meet some pretty cool dudes. A friend of mine, Jay McKee, one of the all-time greatest people. And, of course, James Patrick, who had a tremendous career in the NHL and now is a head coach in the uh, Western Hockey League. Uh, talk to me about that first experience. You get drafted. Of course, you and I have chatted about this before. What's really cool about that is you got to sit in a dressing room with a bunch of guys you may have played with in junior and now that here you are in the National Hockey League. Yeah, I mean, I was absolutely blessed to be a part of the Buffalo Sabres organization. The great thing about Buffalo is they really pay attention to their prospects and their young players. So I got to benefit with that with prospect camps, got to meet all the other young guys and really got to embrace the pro lifestyle. Well, of course, we mentioned uh, Jay McKee. Uh, you probably, you know, you're in that dressing room. You probably don't remember everybody that was in it at that time, but I had him come over to Belarus as, a, as just a, an incredible, incredible guy, not only an ambassador on the ice, but mostly off the ice. Let's talk about your experience and being in an NHL club. And then, of course, after it's all done, are you still actively involved at all? Do they? Do, is it alumni that keeps you involved? Even one game's more than most people ever get a chance to dream of. 
Yeah, I mean, the fact that it was my team that I was drafted to, like, it will always be special to me. Um, Buffalo really takes care of their alumni and yeah. their players, especially if you come through the Rochester Americans in the AHL. So there, there's a really nice knit community in Rochester and Buffalo. You know, I talked to Rob Ray, Scotty Metcalf. A lot of people don't know how beautiful the area is oh, it's great. in upstate New York. Yeah. And um, yeah, the Sabre guys all keep in touch and it's a beautiful thing. Mayday, 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 of course. Brad May was uh, a big component of the Buffalo Sabres, of course. You ever meet him? I haven't met him, but fortunately, you know, this is going to be a live announcement. We were actually going to have Brad May on our podcast as a special guest next week. Wow, that's fantastic. Hey, want to do a shout out, shout out to Winnipeg. Holsley Ukraine Mail Choir last night, an incredible tribute to obviously what's going on in the world today. I want to do a shout out to the Winnipeg Jets. Very classy, incredible. Uh, I spoke to my good friend, Eric Mathis, and he told me the building was electric. So I wanted to do that. All right, let's talk about the Buffalo Sabres. Obviously, they're going up against the Toronto Maple Leafs. The last couple of years, a good friend of mine, Line mate, Ralph Kruger was the coach. Uh, we know that he was let go because of such a disastrous year a couple of years ago. Obviously, they've had the, the Eichel experience of, you know, up and down. And then, obviously, he's been moved. Um, what's your take on this Buffalo Sabres organization? They had ownership issues. They've obviously gone through some uh, coaching changes. Now it seems there's a little bit of stability, which is so important to an organization. I'm actually so glad that you uh, asked me that, Gooch, because I'm actually a strong supporter of the Buffalo Sabres. And in these times when the franchise hasn't done well, it's almost like they're kind of getting a reputation by not being a strong organization. And ladies and gentlemen, that is absolutely not correct. The Buffalo Sabres are a very strong organization. And I can't wait till two years from now when these young Sabre players have now made the team a good team and we have the battle of the QEW back in Ontario God, listen and to upstate that. New York. There's optimism. Good job. Well, Tag Thompson, six goals in his last five games. Alex Tuck, I love that trade. I really like Alex Tuck. Of course, he's not Jack Eichel, but he certainly has the ability to be one of those guys that grind him out type of forward. I think he's going to be a great addition. As you say, when they get an opportunity to start playing together for a couple of years, yes, I think this young organization is going to be uh, right to deal with. Obviously, they've lost six in a row. Yeah. Leafs are coming off uh, a couple of big wins. Huge. Big wins when they 10-7 was a big win against the Detroit Red Wings. And again, I was at the game, the 3-1 uh, win over the Minnesota, Vic uh, Minnesota Vikings. That's my NFL team. Um, so when we're looking at the Buffalo Sabres and breaking it down, they're going up against a team that actually is a team that's known for playing down to their opponent. Right. We saw that when they played against the Detroit Red Wings. It's amazing that game didn't end up to be 10-10, but certainly was entertaining. Goaltending is a big issue. But when you look at this Buffalo Sabres team going up against the Toronto Maple Leafs, they have had these rivalries, and they're kind of a spoiler uh, team right now. Obviously, we don't know exactly who's going to be up. Sorry, uh, producers all right. Mrazic's going to be in net. Oh, wow. We'll talk about the Toronto Maple Leafs and the goaltending issue, right? Uh, but let's talk about the Buffalo Sabres going with Craig Anderson, an old wily veteran who they can rely on, who's still playing very, very good goaltending. Yes, he is. And I think Anderson is either my age or maybe a year older. I'm, I got to give my hat off to him that he's 60? still playing. <laughs> Um, yes, yeah, so Anderson's known as a guy that has a, has a lot of energy and is a very confident player, and that's what the Sabres need right now. A young bunch like that, they get some good confidence behind them, and they can pull off some upsets. 
Well, uh, and as our producer is doing what he does the best, Jordan Rosh, he said it's the first time that Mrazic's this year is going to start back-to-back games. Uh, one of the issues that I think we've seen is the fact that, you know, there has been inconsistency there. Uh, we're pushing towards that. Let's talk about it. Uh, let's get to the, the controversy that may be brewing in the Toronto Maple Leafs. Right now, we think they're going to make the playoffs. They're up against a team that could spoil it a little bit and set them back. And this is where the goaltending has to be at its best. So talk to me about you've played with a lot of goaltenders. They're a little bit different. No, very, a lot different. Very different. Yeah. And so here we are. Morazic's got to come out and beat the Buffalo Sabres, if not on his own, but certainly have a very good game in net. Your thoughts on that? Well, first thing, congratulations to Morazic for the second straight start. Second thing, it's a little bit interesting what the Toronto Maple Leafs are doing here. I mean, you can look at it in two different ways. You can look at it that, you know, Coach Sheldon Keefe is, is giving him a little bit of a break, Campbell I'm talking about, or maybe they're shaking him up a little bit and saying, look, maybe maybe he wasn't happy being pulled the other night after the 10, 10 or 7-4 to four score. Um, he was pulled after those four goals. I know they weren't strong goals, so maybe there's a little bit of something brewing in the dressing room. But, I mean, this is exciting stuff. This is going to prove that Toronto has two goalies that can do the job. Hey, we're talking to the Sheriff from the Sheriff Podcast. Listen, I know I can call you Sean. I'm going to call you the Sheriff because that's who you are, and, you know, they everybody calls me the Gooch. I, I want to – you made a statement what they're going to give Jack Campbell a rest. God forsake, I'm sick and tired of Johnny Bauer. Johnny Bauer played every single game for a couple of years for the Toronto Maple Leafs. Why do goalies need breaks now? I think it's just how hard the shots are these days, how intense it is in the crease. I think it's a whole other level to the game, and I think the goalies are getting worn out. That That's my honest my, my honest belief. Well, if you ever looked at the chest pad of Johnny Bauer and the shots, as you mentioned, these guys are wearing armor, for God's sakes. And these guys are very fine-tuned athletes today. Mm -hmm. When you look at a goaltender, you know, back in the old days, he used to come to camp. You probably, well, you're, you're too young to remember. But we'd all come to camp with a little bit of a gut. Mm -hmm. Not what I got now, of course. But they would play themselves in shape. All these goaltenders are phenomenal athletes. So to say that they need a, they can't play back-to-back -back is kind of shocking when we see that. Um, what's your thoughts on goalies that can get that mental toughness to be able to play, let's say, string six, seven games in a row, and maybe there's a Friday, Saturday game. How important is that for your team to see that you can have a goaltender like that, which right now we do not see that in the Toronto Maple Leaf organization, but we may see that tonight with Mrazek. Yeah, I mean, it's it's very important to, to see that you have two goalies that could actually do the job. But, I mean, as far as the goalies' confidence being able to do the back-to-back -back games, you know, I was talking to Peter Worrell yesterday, and he was saying that Jose Theodore would come in the dressing room and have a towel over his head. And, you know, the players knew just to leave him alone and that the goalies need to be that they need to be. So maybe Mrazek, after getting these two straight games, that will give him the confidence he needs to be a solid backup in the playoffs. Well, I'll tell you what, uh, Keith has said we want to give him – more time, uh, talking about Morazic, give him an opportunity to show his stuff. Because, you know, goaltenders, it's it's about consistency. They need to get that routine. Mm -hmm. A little bit more than a, an average player, as you say. You know, they kind of separate themselves from the team, so they need time to be able to, you know, get into the groove. And then Keith comes out with, it's been no secret that Jack has struggled a bit here, and we've, we've been trying to get Petra a couple of more games. Yes. Uh, Petra or Peter, doesn't matter how you say it. I'm using the old Czech uh, word. But is that not now with Campbell? 
hearing this and reading it, you know, as a pro player, you know, people say, ah, I'm not listening to the stuff. I don't watch the news. I don't read the newspaper. We know that's all bunkle. We listen, even, even a guy that was at a high level in there in, in, in Germany, I was reading the newspaper as soon as it came out because I wanted to know who my, who my friends and who my foes were. So talk yeah. to me about that where Keith is saying, obviously they're, they're acknowledging. And I think Jack Campbell can say he is struggling. Right. And then he's saying, on the other hand, we can't we're not going to give him the opportunity to get out of it. Mm -hmm. Right. They're going to go with Morazic and give him an opportunity. Morazic needs to take this as the lead. And I want to be number one goaltender in the Toronto Maple Leafs. Your thoughts first on Keith saying it publicly. Everybody knows it. Does the coach need to say something like that? Because then it plays on the mind of Jack Campbell. Yeah, I mean, I know that coaches treat it differently player by player with how they're going to get them to react, how they're going to get them to perform. I have a feeling that Jack Campbell might be one of those players that needs to get called out once in a while, needs to be challenged. The competitiveness in him is going to react to that, and we'll see the next time he's in net. Maybe we'll see a goose egg. Maybe we'll see a shutout for the Toronto Maple Leafs. Whoa, the sheriff is talking, man. When the sheriff talking, you listening. Hey, listen, mm -hmm. let's talk about each individual team now. I know we've talked a little bit about goaltending, and Jordan's usually on with this kind of helps me out because I don't really follow the goaltenders other than seeing the pucks go past them. Um, <laughs> let's talk about the Sabres, you know, lo losing six in a row and they've lost to some formal teams. They got shut out by those Montreal Canadiens who are yeah. make turn again to be the spoilers for the Toronto Maple Leafs because I know they play a couple more times. Uh, but we're looking at the Leafs who came off a really important win. And again, I hate using this word statement game, but it was a very important game when they beat Washington 5-3 uh, the other night. Uh, so important after obviously beating Detroit 10-7 and everybody's up in arms. My God, goaltending's awful. There's no defensive. But they're starting to show that they have an offensive team to deal with. Now, if they can just shore up that defense a little bit more and get one of their many goalies, there's a lot of goalies in the Leafs organization right now. If anybody can step up and say, I'm taking the reins, I'm going to run us to the playoffs, and I'm going to take you through to the first round and win the first round. Yeah, the Toronto Maple Leafs as a team, they really need to use this year to show everybody what they got. The last two seasons as a Toronto resident, to be honest, we thought we were going to win the last two years. Okay. This year, we're doing it. The team's got to show up. They have to step up. The goalies need to be an important part of this process. And I think as a city and as Leaf Nation, we're going to be very pleased come May. All right. Obviously, I'm going to ask you a question that I've asked a couple people. Let's say the Leafs do not get out of the first round. I know we're pushing it up there. There's a, yep. Listen, there's no question. They're, if they don't make the playoffs where they sit right now, then I think they'll be cleaning out anyways. But let's say the Leafs get into the playoffs and they go up in the first round and lose again. Do you think there's any chance Keith will keep his job? Do you think they maybe look at the Shanahan plan and see, man, that hasn't been working too good? And, of course, uh, the, other, the other situation will be that some have said, Ah, they may go up against Florida or Tampa Bay and they'll give them a, you know, kind of a pass. I don't think that's going to happen. Well, to be honest with you, Kerry, I think that the Toronto Maple Leafs, the biggest mistake that they've made to this point is they don't have enough grit in their top six, a type of player like a Matthew to Chuck or a Brady to Chuck for that matter. So if it happens again this year, what my prediction is, is we'll see one of the top six forwards being traded for a more gritty, rougher style player. The Toronto Maple Leafs are very top heavy when it comes to the skill. 
I, I will give them one more chance to go that route because it's incredible to have a team that top heavy in skill. Hopefully it works out this year. If it doesn't, go with the grit. The sheriff leads into my next question. Thank you for popping up an idea that I had. You said that they may look at moving one of the top six. Mm -hmm. Pretty tough. you got to start thinking about guys with contracts and yep. who they would move. But think about this one. If you had an opportunity to start the team over again, would you build it with Matthews? Or would you build it with Marley? Well, I mean, no, you can't have both, right? Uh, yeah. To this point, to this point, right here, as much as I love Matthews, he hasn't got it done. He hasn't got it done. Sheriff Mar and the Gooch. Marner's being rated as the most underrated player right now as a superstar. So because of that, I might start with Mr. Mitch Marner, Mark Hunter, Mark Hunter player. Well, you know, obviously uh, people look at it differently if you're a fan or a journalist that maybe never played the game. But we both have played and we've been around players. I've been around guys that are as talented as Matthews and I've been around players, obviously in a different league, of course. But, you know, it doesn't matter which league you play. You've got your goal scorers, you've got your leaders, and you've got obviously guys that are pretenders. And so I'm looking at this Maple Leafs team and I look at a Matthews, an incredible goal scorer. There's no question. You can't take that away from him. But I think the heart and soul of this team is the motor. And the motor is Matt Marner. And I think just that grindy, gritty type of forward, he would almost, if he was your size, we'd be calling him a power forward. Yeah. Uh, and he's still got a little bit of that, that grit into him. Listen, when we look at these two going up against each other tonight, uh, you know, the Buffalo Sabres are down 2-0 in the series. So the uh, Toronto Maple Leafs have won both games 5-4. So I think okay. it's going to be a goaltending duel, uh, duel again tonight. Uh, talk to me about... Because there's a rival, you know, it's not the rivalry between Montreal Canadiens versus, you know, the Toronto Maple Leafs, or it's certainly not, you know, the Battle of Alberta. But still, there, there's a bunch of pride on the, on the table here. And I think the Toronto Maple Leafs need to continue on building on their successes, beating Washington, and then losing to a team like Buffalo can set them back. They need to make, again, a statement. And tonight's that. What are your thoughts on how the Toronto Maple Leafs will handle a Sold out crowd. We That's think right. there's going to be a sold out crowd. How do you think they're going to be under that pressure? It's going to be a heck of a show. I can tell you that. Um, you know, I forgot about the the full capacity, um, you know, being lifted today. So that's going to be incredible. Um, I know the Leafs will probably get a lot of energy from Leaf Nation. And I just, I, I'm, I'm excited to watch. I'll be watching too. <laughs> well, of course, uh, the Raptors started off last night with a full house. And it was incredible to hear the electricity in that building. Uh, I think it's going to be different. I think this is going to be a Leafs crowd that's very vocal. You know, at the beginning of the first period yeah. of, uh, of the intermissions, most of the people are still, you know, not getting to their seats. I think everybody's going to be electrified. It's going to be one of the loudest crowds we've heard in Toronto. And, of course, that can be an advantage for the Maple Leafs, but also could be a downside. You know, they get started off. Maybe, you know, Buffalo gets lucky, scores a couple. Now there's going to, uh, are we going to stick with Mrazic or we're not going to stick with Mrazic? All of a sudden, the mind starts playing with itself, and you've been there before, I'm sure, where you just can't stop the train from coming, and it's rolling over you. Gooch, you know you're doing a good job when you got your guests excited about tonight's game, man. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm super you're excited about almost. Hey, man, I'm, I'm super excited. This is incredible. This is pumping me up. Um, yes, Toronto's under increased pressure tonight. 
Mrazek's got to stop the first 10 shots. He can't let in a couple early. You know, they got to they got to have a lot of confidence up front. They got the big crowd. The first goal is going to be extremely important for Toronto tonight. Well, I know you interview a bunch of great guests and, and you have the opportunity to kind of give them your perspective on it. So I'm going to ask you to give me your perspective on the Obviously, the tread deadline coming up March 21st. Uh, I want to talk about some of the players you think in the Toronto organization they may be looking at. I know that Jordan has put up here that Carefoot is a very interesting mm -hmm. player. Um, if you could think of another player, I like him. I like his work ethics. Uh, has he worked out completely yet? I wouldn't say it, but I think there'd be a lot of teams looking for that. Uh, talk to me about a player that you think will be moved at trade deadline on this Toronto Maple Leaf team. Okay, well, I mean, I'm I'm gonna put it out there, but and I, I would hate to see it happen, but I'm just this is a compliment because it's a guy that has such a big upside and that's really shown what he can do this year. But Bunting, Scarborough boy. Oh come on! I'm telling you, what's wrong? With I'm, you? I'm, there's nothing wrong with with, no, no. with me or him, but there's there's something really good happening with him that is going to be a key component of what teams are going to want at the deadline. Yeah, you know, I was going to bring that name up and say, wow, is there any player on this Toronto Maple Leaf team where you'd say, wow, I didn't expect that. I'm going to say that right off. The bat. I did not expect what Bunting brought to this this team. And I, that's, that's ballsy. It's gutsy to say, but I just can't see them moving. They would get some pretty good pieces for it, but I just can't see them moving a guy like that right at this moment. And there's a there's a, a crazy name that's being thrown out, at, and maybe that's what you were thinking about, is bunting for a guy like Max Domi. Yeah, that's what I mean. I mean, Scarborough boy and bunting, I, I love the guy. I think he's done incredible this year, but sometimes we see our heroes leave. And yeah. A guy like Max Domi, the kind of marketing that could happen with his father being a legend in Toronto, yep. with him bringing that piece that people think that are missing. Yep. You know, Wayne and, and the rest of them, they do a good job, but they're not in the top six, right? So right. Max would be. Yeah, and you know, obviously the father, uh, the Domi, Domi Meister, let's call him, uh, he really brought a flavor to this team. And I think Max has got a little bit that, I don't want to say a chip on his shoulder, but he's got that that personality, that little grindy personality that I think, as you say, we don't see in in the uh, top six, and I want to I want to put it in perspective because you were one of those guys that took care of the you know the Matthews and the Marner. I don't think needs anybody taking care of, but Matthews does need a little bit of help at times. And and I'm going to go back to a game where Montreal was playing the Toronto Maple Leafs, and uh, I think it was Spets, if I'm not mistaken, cross checked Nick Suzuki, and they were just starting to come into their own. And I don't know if you remember this. All of a sudden, Josh Anderson's right in the face of Spezza. Give him a shove, a little bit of a face, wa face wash. And all of a sudden, with Martin St. Louis, he's got everybody playing the role they need to play. He's got the little guys playing big guys, and he's got the big guys playing big guys. And we saw that with Josh Anderson, who also has an upside, obviously scoring a hat trick against my Winnipeg Jets. Yeah. Uh, he can score, but he's there for his teammates. When Matthews gets pushed around, I'll go back to the playoffs in Montreal when he was ragdolled from behind and he's got that and big smirk on big his laugh. face. Yeah. Nobody came to his defense, mm -hmm. not even on that shift, but even afterwards, they should have went up and said, you don't touch, you don't touch our, our franchise player like that. Yeah. I mean, I completely agree. And you know, like it's, it's really about opportunity and, and, and ice time. And, you know, Wayne Simmons does an incredible job with the opportunity that he's given but like I said, when you're at the end of your career, it's hard to be in the top six, right? So we need someone like a Max Domi. We need someone to react when Austin Matthews gets pushed around. 
and and we need more grit but we got the skill we got the grit we'll be unstoppable hey big shout out to bruce jessup all the way from lubeck germany thank you for joining us again and i i, I want to do a shout out to Mar marty roberts he comes up with this he's disagreeing with you which is okay no <laughs> chance bunting goes he's the type of player they need more of and i agree with that and yeah. he is a top uh, is he a first line player? Obviously he's proving it. And you know that too. You know, if you're put with Crosby and Malcolm, uh, even at our talents, it doesn't necessarily mean we're going to perform. Yes. You know, there's a lot of expectation. There's a lot of, uh, uh, I guess, pressure to perform because you're playing with them. You know, anybody can score if you're playing with Crosby. That's not really the case. You still have to put the skates on and go out and perform. And that's why I think what Marty's saying, and, and he's just challenging a little bit on it, um, a bunting is something the fans identify to. Yep. They like his work ethics. They know that he's fitting in with Matthew and Marners, and he's not afraid to mix it up a little bit. Exactly. Well, the, the one thing that, that we can agree on, um, the person that tuned in there, Marty Roberts, Marty Roberts is that we're both big bunting fans. What I was pointing out is that's the guy that NHL teams are going to want to acquire. I hope the Leafs don't get rid of him. I hope he can stay because he's a great addition to the team. But I think he's going to be one of the most sought after Toronto Maple Leafs at the deadline. You heard it first right here with the sheriff. Listen, let's break down some of the numbers. You know, a lot of people love statistics. You and I both know uh, statistics can be skewed to make them look very good or not so good. So I want to look at this, of course, uh, with Craig Anderson tonight. Six wins, seven losses, 3.01 goals against average, a 9.05 save percentages up against supposedly a better team not only offensively, but defensively. They're going with Mrazek, who's got a 9-4 uh, win and loss, uh, 3.07. So they're pretty basically the same. But here's the save percentages, 0.895. And that doesn't put them up in the top or top echelon, of course. So there's one stat. Let's, yeah. let's call it equal. Yeah. Okay. Close enough. When you look at a team that has a player, Tag Thompson, at 40 points, and then you've got the leading point getter from the uh, Toronto Maple Leafs, Austin Matthews, at 68. And then there's a deep fall off on the Buffalo Sabres. But as you go through this Toronto Maple Leaf lineup, there are a bunch of other players that are up there that are helping to, uh, to take some of the, the offensive pressure off of him. What does it mean for a player like Austin Matthews to always be that go-to guy? And if he doesn't, if he doesn't score, he knows there's a couple other guys. Whereas with Tag, he knows if he's not performing at his best, it's going to be pretty tough for this club to to beat the Toronto Maple Leafs tonight. Yeah, I mean Austin Matthews has always been used to being the best player at any level or any age that he's been at. So obviously that's continued in his NHL career. But for him to look back and know that he has that core of people behind him. It must be incredible confidence that he can get from that. So that's probably what actually raises him up a little bit more is the fact that Marner and, and those guys are, are right behind him and willing to put up just as many points. So I think they push each other and that helps for Matthews. As far as the other side, I mean, it's, you can try to be that leader and you can try to lead by example and that's all you can do and hope the others will follow. I know you've got a great uh, producer with you, uh, your brother-in-law, and I've got a really young dynamic kid. He keeps me in line. He's telling me I'm saying tag and it's TH or tag. Tage. Why don't you help me out there, kid? I had no idea, to be honest. <laughs> hey, I'm really, there's going to be a guy that's bad with names. It's right here, but it's all in fun, of course. Right. I get called Goulette. 
how can you do that with a French name? Hey, listen, the, the biggest stat difference here, obviously goals four for the Toronto Maple Leafs over the Buffalo Sabres. We've already experienced that. But the one that, that's really important when you're playing to a team that's below your skill, you got to stay at the penalty box. However, the uh, Buffalo Sabres are really anemic when it comes to their power play. And the Winnip uh, Toronto Maple Leafs are certainly sitting around that 30% range, which is first overall in the National Hockey League. That's can win you these games where you're playing a, a, a team that's maybe a little more undisciplined, uh, but it also can be your curse if you are in a full house, your power play's not working, people, oh, there's boo birds, they start booing you or they start uh, putting pressure on you, under you. What do the what, Toronto Maple Leafs need to do tonight to set the stage in the first five minutes to say, Buffalo, you're in our house. We know that uh, we have been playing down to our opponents. We're going to set the motion in place. Well, the best way to do it, especially for a home team, is to get out to a good first shift, get a big hit out there. You know, try to draw a penalty, keep your feet moving. If you get that penalty with the strong power play that Toronto has, they capitalize on that. That would be a great start for Toronto tonight. Well, listen, I know Bruce Jessup has just stated he's got a couple of great shots of you uh, in his arsenal. It's uh, he does a great job. He, he was uh, my photographer over in Canada, uh, over in Timmendorfstein when I played there. Unfortunately, we can't pull it up that quickly. I'm going to let you know uh, going forward, Bruce, who we have on because he's got an incredible archive of players all around Europe. And of course, we'd see some. I will post that one up. I will look at it, uh, Bruce, and I'll put it up later this afternoon of the sheriff, and I'll make sure you get a copy of it. All I right, as we wrap up, uh, let's talk about you now. Uh, we'll do the prediction first, then we'll talk about you. Okay. All right. So tonight, Toronto up against Buffalo at home, knowing that in a week or so they're going to be playing each other on the outdoor yeah. game at Tim Hortons. It's going to be a sold out. I would say that it's going to be sold out. I haven't heard if it is or not yet, but I'll tell you what, uh, hopefully they have a day like this and it's just going to be absolutely spectacular. Let's go to the predictions tonight. What are your thoughts? My prediction is a 4-2 Toronto Maple Leaf victory. Um, I think Toronto's going to pull it off and it's going to be a solid, entertaining game for Leaf Nation. Well, you know what? I, I've been really bad at my picks uh, lately, and I'm just thinking at this particular moment, I think uh, Toronto coming off that 5-3 uh, win over the Washington Capitals, obviously being woken up with the fact that it was a 10-7 game against Detroit. A win's a win, as you and I both know it, but they took a lot of heat. I'm thinking it's going to be a 5-2 win for the Toronto Maple Leafs tonight, and I think Bunting is going to continue on playing exceptionally well, and I'm going to go on record right now. Jonathan... John T T Tavares is going to have an incredible game. Uh, people are criticizing the fact that he hasn't scored. People sometimes criticize he's a quiet leader. But I'll tell you what, last game, he was absolutely spectacular against the Washington Capitals. Yes, he didn't score, but he was doing everything he needed to take this team on his back, especially in that third period, and he did that. So I think Johnny JT is going to have an incredible game tonight, and I think Bunting is going to continue on doing what he's doing. I think I, I I support I support what you're saying. I think that Marner, the 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 fire plug. I think he's also going to have a good game tonight as well. Um, it's going to be an entertaining night, guys. I mean, these are the days that we really have to appreciate our sport. I mean, we got the fans back. We got the QEW series getting fired up, and we're we're ready to rock. All right. Uh, final comment from Marty Roberts as we leave the situation with the Buffalo Sabers. Buffalo is in last kits per game and we know that the Toronto Maple Leafs are a team that if you get in their face you, you 
play a little bit of a grindy, gritty game against them. We saw that against when they played against Calgary uh, on their road trip out, out west. We can see that that's going to be their Achilles tendon. They're going to try, as you've already talked about, maybe in that top six, get a guy that can be grindy and grittery. So this could be an ish, a situation for Toronto to come out in that first period and, and show their dominance offensively. Yeah, especially if Buffalo doesn't hit them. <laughs> if Buffalo or catch him. Yeah, if Buffalo if Buffalo doesn't use the body tonight, they're going to be in big trouble because the Leafs have so much energy right now. They got so much to play for. It's going to be an interesting night. All right, we're here at the bottom line, lunch with Cooch and friends, and here's my friend, the sheriff. Listen, if I need protecting, I got the guy right beside me. He has to sit down because he's about five or six inches taller than the Gooch. Uh, thank God we're not doing a, a side angle shot. Uh, let's talk about you. You know, you, uh, we just recently got to know each other. Uh, I've listened to your stories. Absolutely incredible. You, just like I, got the opportunity to travel the world. You know, your skates were your passport to the world. Um, talk to us about your show and obviously what great things are coming up. I watch it now on a regular basis. You have my good buddy, Patty Graham on. Always a pleasure to listen to that dude tell his stories. Uh, talk to us about the Sheriff and the Sheriff podcast. Well, I'm, I mean, I'm glad that you asked me. It's something that I, I'm very proud of. It's very fun for me. Um, it brings me closer to my family. My brother-in-law, Danny Granger, is my producer. Um, we've had some exciting, exciting guests lately, guys, and it's a really, really fun time. Um, I'm just blessed to be able to interview these guys. A lot of them are my idols and my heroes. Uh, it's always people that I look up to, people for the better good, and I'm just excited to keep it going on. Where can we catch you? We, you can catch me at the Sheriff Podcast on Spotify, Apple Music, Apple Podcasts, Anchor. Um, on social media, it's the Sheriff Podcast. And, yep, the Sheriff Podcast on all, all social media outlets. A lot of people don't know that you're a big Toronto Maple Leaf fan. I want to let yeah. that out there. We're going to have you on more as you come down, obviously, downtown Toronto. We'll get you to pop in and give us your thoughts on the Toronto Maple Leaf. So I want to ask you, favorite player of all time? I have to go with Jerome McGinley right now an opportunity to interview him uh, at this year's uh, Hockey Hall of Fame induction. And I'll tell you what, an incredible ambassador. We always hear this on and off the ice, but he is the real deal and a package that you just don't see today in most athletes. I absolutely agree. Um, he was an idol of mine since I was a little kid. Uh, what made me a bigger fan was just the more and more I would hear this man speak. Um, he always did something for the better good, and I'm all about the movement. Hey, listen, Bruce Jessup, thank you for the ending comment from our show here, Gooch Live. Sean has a great presence and very well-spoken. Thank you very much, Bruce. What about the host? I'll, I'll, I'll slide you that $10 bill later well, today. He's in Germany, a big Euros. You'll probably get, you get $50. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us. The sheriff was with me. He'll be back talking Leafs over the next couple of weeks as the Leafs get closer to that trade deadline. And we're going to see if his prediction of – Bunting may be moving or not. We'll see if Jordan LaRoche is correct with Carefoot. And I'm going to give you my opinion as we bring, obviously, Stephen Ellis uh, and Jordan when we do the roundtable and we talk about that trade deadline. We'll actually see if Sean has an opportunity to join us on that. He can actually be the sheriff that night and keep all the hotheads <laughs> off the screen uh, yelling screaming on our predictions. Listen, I want to thank you so much for being a part of Gooch Live here at the bottom line. Come down and check it out. An incredible an incredible, um, being waved at, uh, an incredible restaurant to come down to. Check out the chicken wings. Come and say hello to a legend 
an absolute legend with Wayne Cowley. Thank you for joining us for Lunch with Gooch and Friends. We will see you next week, of course, right here Wednesday with Gooch. See you later, guys. You've been listening to Gooch Live with your host, Carrie Goulet, better known as The Gooch, brought to you by the Hockey News and Sports Illustrated. 